Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs. Glad to be back on the air after a couple weeks off. Um, we're brought to you today by Daily Roto Sharks. Um, they have a great site. You can get uh, sheets from them pretty reasonably. <clears throat> That's DailyRotoSharks.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Todd, T-O-D, from PA. I'm joined today by Armando Mersal. Armando was with uh, Fantasy Goodfellows, and I'm going to let him in here in a minute to tell us everything he's doing these days. But uh, welcome, Armando. It's good to have you on the show. How's it going, Todd? It's, it's good to be on the show. Uh, it's good to, to be talking some football on a Thursday night once again. How's everything going with you? It's good. Um, I'm watching my NBA teams in the background uh, you know, I got a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not breaking even yet, but I'm hopeful. And uh, <laughs> as we look forward to a, a week in the NFL, I'm I, I'm down for the year, so I could use a good week. And for those who haven't watched how we kind of do the show here, <clears throat> Armando and I are going to be building a uh, DraftKings lineup, and we're going to fill every position but flex. And what we look for when we do these types of shows is. We go position by position. We take turns going first, and we we look for overlap. We look for you know lineup construction that we both agree with, and we'll we'll take everyone through it, and we'll take Armando through it since it's his first time doing it. Uh, but Armando, why don't you tell the good people in the audience how they can find you, and wh- and what are you doing right now in the fantasy industry? Uh, yeah, you, you can find me on, on Twitter at Armando underscore Marsal. Um, I mean, I'm keeping busy. I, I'm writing for fanvice.com, uh, footballdiehards.com. I write for the DK Playbook, uh, Daily Roto, uh, Scout Fantasy. So I, I've got my hands full um, now. And, and, you know, we I do a weekly show uh, on FanVice uh, every Sunday morning, uh, basically right before kickoff. We answer questions there. We uh, pretty much kind of do what we're, we're going to do tonight. We talk about some plays. We go position by position, um, and, and we determine how the, you know, some of the injuries that pop up on Sunday or uh, finalize on Sunday, how, how that's going to determine the outcome of, you know, some of the plays uh, at hand. Yeah, I, uh, I, I wrote for a little while for uh, ffcouchcoach.com, and I just realized that I prefer to do a podcast than I, you know, in writing. But writing seems to be the way where you get a reputation and you get on these sites and it, it makes it easier for you. Uh, for me, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week and, and writing just doesn't come nearly as natural to me as talking. 
so basically, I I could maybe use one of your eleven jobs writing. <laughs> it's not easy, man. It's a lot of hours uh, dedicated. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> uh, once we get off the podcast, I've I've got some work to do, so I'll probably be going to bed late. But I love it, man. I wouldn't uh, change it for the world. Absolutely. So how old are you? I am. Well, you know, it's funny. Every time someone asks me that, I, I have to go back and do the math. So I'm 33 years old. I just turned 33 in September. Um, but I stopped counting like at 25, 26. I, I just stopped counting. And, and I would always, when someone asked me, they, they, mu- they must think I'm like slow or something. They're like, oh, this guy's out of it. Because like, right, give me a second. I have to do the math. So I go, you know, I see what year are now and I kind of, you know, subtract where, where the year I was born and, and go from there, man. Well, that's, uh, that's a little unusual, Armando. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But uh, if that's the worst peculi- peculiarity that you have, I think you and I are going to get along fine today. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, you, you got a little bit of an accent. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in Miami, but I have uh, my parents Cuban, um, so I'm Hispanic, obviously, and uh, it's just you know, grow- it, it, they say everyone down here in Miami does have an accent. So uh, I guess it's because we have a lot of the Hispanic community down here. Um, so I speak both English and Spanish uh, pretty fluently. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it, that's probably why you hear the accent. But I'm sure if you talk to many people from Miami, you'll notice that they have a totally different accent than. Than most, than most other people out of out of the city. That's interesting. I I actually married a Dominican girl, so uh, you know, it uh, you know obviously a different place, but uh, you know she also speaks English and Spanish, and uh, she she was born in the Dominican Republic and moved here. But enough about us. It's good to have you on. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, just a little bit more about FanVice? That's a pretty new site, and there might be a lot of people out there who just don't know much about it. Uh, yeah, there, there's a new site. I believe we started in August. Uh, I mean, to me, it's a great site. Uh, it's one of these sites where it's a very personal, it's an interaction. Like, we, we have Slack channels that we communicate with, you know, all our members um, pretty much 24-7 right now. Uh, there's people on there talking. Um, typically, while I'm writing, I'll jump on there, talk to to you know whoever's there, asking questions or whatnot. We cover pretty much every sport. We have very very sharp minds there. Um, you know, Draft Sheet is one of them. Uh, Dave Loffy, uh someone that's really not well known. You know, on Twitter, he doesn't have a ton of followers, but his name is Manny Laura. He's 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 my friend. He's the one that um, you know I've I've been friends. Uh, since we, before the before the, the the site went up, and I I've been picking his brain for over a year now, and he is probably one of the sharpest kids out there. A very very good DFS player. Um, he's on there. Uh, we got Shane Rusty. I mean, we have such a great group. Jason Walker. Uh, he also writes at the DK Playbook. So I mean, I'm not naming everyone, but we have a great group of guys. Uh, very good at what they do and and you know and it's it's a site that you, you, we're we're about you know we're about our, our our subscribers man you know we there's no we're very transparent you know we we try our best to get the best information out there uh so it's definitely a site worth checking out uh we have some special they have some specials running right now um i think it's through 
I think through Christmas. I'm not too sure, but they do have some specials. That, you know, there's there's different ga- uh, things there that you could check out to to kind of. Uh, I think you get a free uh, month or three sixty days with Fantasy Cruncher by subscribing. There's there's a couple different things that you can use. Um, so go check it out. I definitely recommend those who want to you know learn DFS and get better at DFS and kind of not you know they say you know teach a man to fish you can feed him for a lifetime if you give the man a fish you know he's gonna eat that one time but that's what we try to do we try to teach you how to fish that way you can go out and you can you know do you and 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 create your own lineups and think you know think your own way and not let us pick the players for you gotcha well speaking of fish Yep, so um, it's time to make a lineup. We're going to be uh, making a lineup on DraftKings today, and we're going to hope at the end of the week that we'll hear this sound. I hope so. And, what, and, and we definitely hope the sound we hear is not this. <laughs> so what we're going to do is, uh, we're, like I said, we'll go position by position. We're going to let the guests go first. Why don't you take us through your favorite quarterback plays of the week? Um, yeah, there's a couple. I, I really like Drew Brees. I like Matt, Matthew Stafford a lot this week. I think that, that game's going to shoot out. If you look at the over-under there, it's, um, I think it's 53 and a half. Uh, both of these defenses struggle against the, the pass. Um, so I think they're both in great, uh, you know, in great spots, great situations. I think they both can have really big games. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers at home against the Texans, that, that might not be a matchup some people like, but we saw Philip Rivers uh, pick this defense part last week. So uh, I think Aaron Rodgers could do the same. That's, this is a pass-first offense. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think he's a great player every time. And he's in pretty pretty much the cheapest he's been all season, if I'm not mistaken, on drafting. So um, that's another thing worth noting there. So you got a cheap quarterback at home who throws the ball a ton and, and we all know his skill sets. He's, he could arguably be the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, so no doubt about that. Like, huh? No doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another guy, another guy I like a lot this week, and I think he's going to go into the radar is Philip Rivers. Um, I think he is, he's in a very, very good, uh, matchup here at home against the Bucks, who struggled to, you know, in the secondary, they, they're not that good against the pass. They've been vulnerable. They, they, they've, they've let out, uh, you know, some big games to quarterback this season. So um, he's someone that stands out. And I think he'll go overlooked this week. Uh, so that's pretty much where I'm at at quarterbacks. There are a couple other guys, but th- th- these are the four quarterbacks I'm uh, placing the most uh, emphasis on this week. And, and you know, w- w- before well, – one more guy I would like to mention is Colin Kaepernick, you know, don't love him as a quarterback in general, uh, an NFL quarterback. But for fantasy for fantasy purposes, he's been doing really, really well and uh, producing a lot of fantasy points. So he's another guy that that you know that's in my list this week. So those are kind of the five guys I'm I'm you know working around this week. Well, you gave me a really good list, and it's one that I pretty much agree with almost unanimously. I mean, Stafford wasn't on my list. Uh, the two guys who were on the top of my list were Drew Brees, uh, home game against a, a very vulnerable Detroit defense. Yeah, there's 7,600. Yeah, he's 7,600, and he's going to be v- very popular. But I think, 
you can't have a discussion about this week without mentioning him. Um, if you want a good pivot off of Breeze at a similar price point, I prefer Ben Roethlisberger over Matthew Stafford. The Giants are better against the run than they are the pass. We all know just how good Ben Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown is on the road. And if uh, Breeze and Stafford are going to take it a lot of the uh, ownership, I, I'm, I definitely, as I'm looking through this, and the more I thought about it, think, boy, Ben is a, is a great pivot off that price point. You can't, uh, you know, I'm trying to narrow my quarterbacks every week, and it's just going to be tough this week because I like Rodgers too. And I, 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 was, I love that you mentioned Philip Rivers because I, I agree 100%. I think he's a guy that's going to go overlooked. He's in a home game. He's against Tampa Bay. Um, I'm very interested to see if Tyrell Williams, what his situation is going to look like as we get a bit closer. But I love that play. But my second favorite quarterback with Drew Brees is Colin Kaepernick. I mean, here's a guy who can run for 100 yards on any given week. I had loaded up on him every week so far over the last five weeks. And then last week, of course, the week I just go a little bit and had about 15% ownership, he scored 37 points. He, he, he's a guy who all he needs is 150 yards and one touchdown with his running ability to pay off this salary, and you get that great upside. And in a week where... We're going to get to the running backs, and there's just so many good options up top at both running back and wide receiver. I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick for a lot of my lineups. And last but not least, I'm also going to throw out Matt Barkley. Anytime you can get a guy who is $5,000, and I think he is 5000 Barkley, let me just – yeah, he's $5,000 playing the 49ers who – even though they've been a little bit better recently, their defense is just awful. Um, and I think that uh, Matt Barkley is a good choice if you're looking low. So that brings me to the question of lineup construction and whether overall, as you've been looking, have you been looking to place a guy low or high? We've agreed on a lot of guys here. Uh, what are your thoughts about who we should stick into this lineup? Um. Well, I kind of have an idea where we might both be headed uh, at running back, so I think here we should not be paying up. So I'm okay with going with either Rivers or uh, Kaepernick, who are both uh, relatively uh, affordable here. So um, I, 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 well, you, you you're, you're higher on Rivers, right? I'm very yeah. I, I like Rivers a lot this week, like a lot. All right, so we'll stick him in, and then the uh, the way that I used to do it with the Mauler is. You know, when we get the base of the lineup built up, that's when you kind of start fitting in those last pieces where you say, well, we could have Rivers and this guy, or we could have, you know, Kaepernick and this guy, and that, that's when we make the final choice. So um, I, I don't, I, 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 sometimes I will jump, and if you're going to have Rivers in there, do you have one receiver that you're looking at at pairing with him? Uh, or do you just want to move on to running backs and we'll, we can handle that as we go along? Armando? Bill? Sorry, I lost yeah. you there for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, Sorry about that. Do you, wanna, do you want to talk about someone to pair with Rivers, or do you want to just head on to running backs? I think we 
allowed to run your lineup. Uh, how, how we're going to construct our lineup because I don't necessarily think you need to pair up um, Philip Rivers with someone this week. And if we drop down to Kaepernick, we definitely don't need to. All right, let's head to the running back position. Um, and the two guys up front, um, David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, I think that you're going to see, from what I've heard so far this week, you're going to see a lot more people jumping on Le'Veon Bell to save that $300. I like them both the same. I think uh, both of them are elite options. And, you know, I know that I'm, I made this mistake a few weeks back where I made a bunch of lineups with David Johnson in the week when he was low-owned. And I, I had a bunch of Lev Bell, but I didn't have one lineup together. So uh, you mentioned Dave Laffey. Um, you know, I met him at uh, Al Zeidenfeld's camp in Boston last year, and he, he's always going, don't be the guy who does this. And, and last week, I, that week, I was the guy who didn't pair, have one lineup with Johnson and Bell, and that was the winning combination. I like both of them a lot this week. Um, I like Melvin Gordon, you know, we, uh, not necessarily for a lineup with Phillip Rivers, although I'm not against that. Um, but I think, again, you know, Tampa's tough against the run, but Gordon is at home has been a beast. He gets all the red zone touches in the world. I like Jordan Howard a lot this week. I would like him more if he was, uh, you know, that that offense is is a little wonky, and I'd like him a little more if he wasn't 6,900. But he's definitely a guy on my radar this week, uh, a guy that I think is very interesting is Ka- uh, Carlos Hyde as well. I just think 5,300 is too cheap for him. Uh, probably my favorite though of the mid-priced running backs is Devonte Booker. Uh, Jacksonville is kind of turning into a funnel defense in reverse where, you you know, the best way to attack them is through the ground. Um, you haven't seen much of Capri Bibbs lately, so I, I really like him. And I, I think you definitely, as you move lower, have to take a serious look at Jeremy Hill. Uh, at 4,300 with the number of touches he's been getting, he is a very, very, very interesting option this week. Um, and my GPP, I'm going to throw them in one to two lineups if I make 30, just because, just because is Dion Lewis, uh, 3,800. You know, I know there's a timeshare and and all the reasons why it might not work, but I think that Dion Lewis is that guy who could, you know, if you ask me a guy under 4K who could get you 25 points, Dion Lewis is that guy. So, what are your thoughts about the running back position, Armando? Yeah, truthfully, I'm going to try to find a way, if possible. I know it's going to be very difficult, and that's kind of why I didn't want to pay up for quarterback. Um, how to fit in both Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson? Um, I know they're both over 9K on DraftKings. Uh, I think David Johnson's matchup is phenomenal. We've forgotten, you know, how bad the Redskins' run defense really is, um, you know, and they got exposed uh, in Thanksgiving. So, um I really think that a running back like him, you have to try to fit in this matchup. Uh, he's going to be popular, uh, but I don't think both of them in one lineup is going to be too, too popular. Um, it, plus, Le'Veon Bell's matchup against the Giants is really not that great. But a running back like him is just matchup-proof, in my opinion. Uh, he does it all. Game script doesn't matter for him, uh, whether they're winning, losing, uh, close game, even the game he's playing. 
catching passes out of the backfield, running the ball. So um, the volume alone is, is just perfect. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that with Le'Veon uh, against the Giants, what's most appealing to me is the fact that the Giants' weakness is linebacker. I don't know that they have a linebacker who can cover him out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's it right there, you know? Um, so I, I think trying to fit both of them in uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, um, it's just going to be very, very tough, and we're going to have to find a lot of value. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe this is a position where we can just go ahead and put one in, uh, and I'm not saying we're going to do that right now, but we can just put one running back in and then move on fill in the rest of our, our lineup and see if we can actually I, come back. I, I love the idea of, you know, look, this is our first time doing this together. I, I love the idea, you know, let's not drive ourselves too crazy. I, I, I think that most people are going to be doing one or the other, especially with all the great wide receiver choices out there. I've got no problem sticking them both in for now. Okay. And then moving on, moving on to the, uh, now, um, I made one lineup already this week, and I was able to do it in a way that where I was comfortable. Uh, but basically, what it came down to is I, you know, I stuck Jeremy Hill into that lineup, and you know, we could do, we can talk about that later when we get to the flex. But um, he is a tremendous value. One other running back that I like this week that I didn't mention is Theo Riddick in that game in New Orleans. So that, that, that's a name I'll throw out there. Uh, why don't you take us through the wide receiver position? Even though we're looking low, don't be afraid to go over uh, some of your favorite uh, higher options as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the top receivers, I think they're all in really good spots. Um, you know, starting with Antonio Brown, um, you know, against the Giants, the defense—they've been decent this year. Um, but still, uh, once again, a, a wide receiver that's matchup-proof. Um, Mike Evans at San Diego—I think that's a really good matchup. Odell Beckham uh, here against Pittsburgh in a game where it's Vegas projecting it pretty high, so I, I, I do like him uh, quite a bit. I skipped over Jones because to me, he's my favorite receiver up top. Um, you know, and, and I wanted to leave him for last. I typically like to leave the best for last. So, you know, we saw what Emmanuel Sanders did against his defense last week. And Julio Jones is just phenomenal. He's coming off a pretty tough uh, uh, week. But that was against the Arizona Cardinals, you know. And, and, and they have Patrick Peterson, who has been pretty – who has play, plays really good, you know, really good football here. So, um, I think Julio Jones is in a bounce-back spot, uh, a good turn and play who I think will likely go on their own. Um and in the mid-tier, I'm going back to Brandon Cooks. You know, a lot of people got burned, including myself, last week by him. Uh, zero, zero catches, uh, zero targets. So it's it's just it was pretty bad uh, to watch. Uh, and he single-handedly destroyed plenty of my lineups last week. But hey, I'm going back to that. Well, why? Because it's a good matchup. We're expecting to shoot out, on, you know, a defense that's not that good uh, against the pass. So. I like him. You mentioned Tyrell Williams. I'll, I'll let you dig in, you know, into him, but I, I do like him uh, if he gets to the goal here. Um, I know he didn't practice today, so that's that's concerning. You know, when it, someone doesn't practice on Thursday, to me that that, that raises a red flag. So um, something to keep an eye on. Um, and then, you know, one guy I'm pretty interested in this week is uh, Sammy Watkins, very cheap. 
Um, he didn't play a ton of snaps last week. I think it was about 25, 26 snaps, but he did get three targets, which is the second most uh, for the Bills team last week. Uh, they'll, they'll be at Oakland, uh, secondary that doesn't play that that well, and um, struggles against the pass. So um, we can see Watkins at a very low price pay off this salary and some. And then you mentioned, you know, if we're paying up for these running backs, we, we have to probably go low at, at receiver. So, you know, I like uh, Marcus Wilson. Uh, you know, we saw 11 targets, eight catches last week, over 150 yards. Oh, I'm sorry, it was 125 yards uh, and, and a touchdown, but it was 29.5 fantasy points. So, um, you know, that was good to see. Uh, I think against the Niners, we can see another big game out of him at 4K. Um, so I, I do like them a lot. Um, and then we also have, uh, let me see how I've had him. Oh, Taylor Gabriel. Um, you know, another guy, very cheap, 4K. He's, we can't ignore what he's been doing. Uh, you know, four touchdowns in the last four games, double-digit fantasy points in each of those games, and a 72% catch ratio um, in the last four weeks. So, uh, you know, five, five, five targets. I like what I'm seeing. And uh, he's very involved in this offense in recent weeks. And, uh, you know, so long as he remains that, that, that involved, he's going to do well and at a very, very cheap price. So he is someone that I have uh, interest in this week, especially if we're thinking about, um, you know, paying up for both Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. So what are your thoughts there, Todd? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, you know, I – have mostly been focusing on the, the medium to low end. Um, one of the guys who I'm very, very interested in is Tyreek Hill at 4,600. Um, he's, he's, he's just not a return guy. Uh, he's getting targets. He is, a, you know, he's explosive. He, I think, has great GPP upside, and I even like him if Macklin comes back. So that's one guy. Um, you mentioned Marcus Wilson. I think that's an excellent choice. Uh, $4,000 for him is a price that uh, I, I like very much. Um, Willie Snead, you know, a little bit higher I'm also going to go. I like Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt has just been a stud, and, you know, he's one of those guys no one thinks to play. But, um, at you know, at 5,000, just he's he's been one of the better wide receivers in the league. My favorite play, though, on New Orleans is Willie Sneed. Um, the, the cornerbacks have been pretty good for New Orleans, but their, uh, their nickel has been awful. I'm sorry, on Detroit. And Willie Sneed is, you know, one of those guys who has his weeks, and I think he is a very good choice in a lower price point. Um, I'm going to throw out a few more guys. Uh, Pierre Garçon is someone who, again, if you want a guy who's not going to be heavily owned under the radar, um, he's played a lot better as the season has gone by, and I like him. And all the way at the bottom, Dorio Green-Beckham. Eight and 11 targets over the last two weeks. He's a big guy. He, he hasn't scored a ton of touchdowns this year, but you know he can. And if I can get a guy who's going to get eight or 10 targets for three grand, um, that is a very, very interesting guy to me when, it, when you, you start talking about lower price guys that you want to target. I was on Marvin Jones, and um, he's, he's still dinged up. But at 4,400, 
he showed some big play upside early in the year. And the last of the low-priced guys, Anquan Bolden, the old man, um, he just has his weeks. He can get a touchdown any week. And that's that kind of rounds up for me the mid to lower tier as it relates to guys I'm interested in. Um, any of the guys that I mentioned kind of pique your interest? Yeah, I have a lot of interest in Marvin Jones this week as well. We saw 11 targets uh, uh, for him last uh, week. I think the Lions were trying very hard to get him involved. Uh, so, you know, this, this is another week where, again, you know, and I don't mean to be redundant here, but this is going to be a shootout. Um, both of these offenses score points. Both of these offenses will find a way to score points against two poor defenses here. So, um, you know, if he gets anywhere near the volume he got last week at 4,400, I think he can be return. He could be a great return on investment. Um, as a, you know, and, and we talk about five, you know, three, four, five X. You might see five X here, um, and that's huge in tournaments. So if if we can get five X out of him uh, at that price, that that would be great. Well, and and I and I he was the guy who jumped out on me earlier, but um, you know then I read Roto World today, and it says Marvin Jones' thigh remained limited in Thursday's practice. Per Lines beat reporter Tim Twentyman, Jones didn't do much during the opening portion of the session. He's still on track to play this week, but it doesn't look like he'll be at a hundred percent which is why I kind of uh, fancied uh, Bolden a little more. Uh, but I, I like both of them. Um, any, yeah. uh, who, um, if I had to kind of just say uh, who my favorite, you know, I, I like, you know, if we're really trying to pay down, I, I like the Doriel Green-Beckham idea. Uh, what are you, what's your thought on that? Or is he just, am I, am I crazy on that one? No, I mean, you're not crazy on that one. I just don't know if this is a matchup for him. I know he, he got, you know, the targets last week and the week before. He did pretty well against Seattle. Um, you know, I just I don't know if, if I feel that there's enough upside there um, for tournaments on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, but he is minimum price, so it's so tempting, you know. So, no, you're not you're – not, you're not you're not crazy for for going there. Um, you're not crazy at all. Uh, he might he might be someone we need to go to uh, based on roster construction, but not someone I feel a hundred percent comfortable with. You know, that's fair. So what we'll do is we're going to punch Marvin Jones into this lineup with the caveat that if it looks like he's not a hundred percent, the great thing about this is he's forty four hundred and Bolden is forty one hundred. So, you know, if you, if, you, if you pop him into a lineup and you get nervous or, you know, something happens, you've got a, a real easy pivot. So I put Marvin Jones in. Um, I definitely don't have a problem with that. Um, let's see. Who else did we – we agreed on Marcus Wilson. Do you want to throw Marcus in? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that works. I like him. All right. So we got two running – two wide receivers in. And then typically what I like to do is I like to jump to tight end and I'm going to let you, and then we'll, and we'll do tight end and defense. And, and then, cause right now we're looking at 4,100 remaining per position, but that can come down based on defense and tight end. So why don't you handle uh tight end for us? Um, all right. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. There's one guy that stands out a lot to me, um, aside from from the 
from the top guys, you know, the obvious plays. And uh, Eric Ebron, uh, he did not do well on Thanksgiving. Not well at all. I think it was one target and a bunch of zeros across the board. Uh, but he's 3,900. So if, if we're trying to find cheap value in this shootout game, um, he is someone that I'm, you know, very keen on this week. If you look at his at his game logs, you know, five targets, eight targets, ten targets, five targets, eight targets, seven targets, five targets, he's involved in this offense. Aside from last week where it was just one target, he's been playing well. And last week was against Minnesota. So that isn't the easiest matchup uh, for a tight end. Um, I also like what I've seen out of Kelsey in recent weeks. Um, over 100 yards in three of his last five games, um, 10, 7, 6, 9, 5, I mean, 15 targets. Um, so despite this being a vanilla offense, uh, he's very, very good. And he's playing very good right now at a very high level. And a good matchup against the Falcons who struggle defensively against tight ends. So um, I do like him quite a bit. So those are the two tight ends, you know, I'm keen on. Uh, I, I'm okay with, with the Greg Olsons, with Jimmy Graham. Uh, Tyler Eifert's another uh, good tight end here. Uh, we've seen we've seen uh, you know how he's been doing in recent weeks since turning. Uh, the targets are there, uh, 12, 5, 6, 11. So um, in the last four games, two touchdowns in that span. So there's a lot of tight ends, but I'm probably going to just stick to the Eric Ebron and Travis Kelsey of the world this week. Um, and then if you really want to go cheap, I just don't think there's enough upside. Uh, for tournaments, but I do like him for cash games. It's Vance McDonald at 2,900. He's been very steady as of late um, and in a good matchup. So that's kind of where I stand right now, Todd. Where, where are you at? Well, you know, I tend to hate taking guys who I don't love when they're going to be high-owned. And that's Ebron to me this week. And, you know, I, I guess we're going to have our first spat. Um I, I just I'm just not feeling it now. That that could mean that he's going to go for three touchdowns, um, but you know I I just don't like guys who, you know I I mean he could get ten fifteen percent ownership with this matchup, and I I I just don't love it. I love the Kelsey call. I think he's the play of the week. I think he's going to be pretty chalky. Um, I'm shocked that you mentioned Vance McDonald, but he is showing very high on the projections that I use. Um, but I got two, uh, two other names that I'm going to throw out at you that are lower priced that I think have a lot of upside. One is Vernon Davis. Looks like uh, Jordan Reed's not going to play this week. Vernon Davis at 3300 uh, whatever he seemingly had lost over the last few years, he seems to have found it again with Kirk Cousins. Cousins looks to him even when Reed is in the game at times, which can be frustrating as I'm a Reed owner in a big money league. Um, and if Reed misses, I, I really like Vernon Davis. The other guy who I think is sneaky, very inexpensive at $2,800 is Ladarius Green. Uh, it's his third week back. We just heard that uh, they're they're willing to play him more, and the Giants are ridiculously bad against the tight end historically. Uh, they played much better against the tight end this year. There's no doubt about it, but they still aren't the best team against the tight end. So um, 
that and and the other you know cheapo cheapo guy is uh, Austin Hooper. Um, at, you know, I think he's twenty six hundred, and uh, you know he is uh, he's very cheap in that offense. So, well, what are your thoughts on Davis Green? Um, I'm just not feeling Ebron. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the problem I have with Green's just four, two, three starts. The, the snaps aren't really there, uh, so that's concerning. Um, I, I I can see where going Vernon Davis might make sense here. Um, I, I just don't like the matchup. The Arizona Cardinals have been very, very good against opposing tight ends, and I know um, actually the league's best. And I know Vernon Davis has shown his, you know, big games here. Um, he was very consistent for quite some time. But if you look at his matchups, you know, it was against the Eagles, uh, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati. I mean, none none as good. I know he had a good game, you know, a touchdown against Minnesota. Uh, but none of these defenses are playing as tough against the tight ends as, as the Cardinals are. So that's concerning to me. Um, uh, the I, you know, I, I know, I know you're not feeling Ebron. I just feel that, you know, the the game script calls for 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 a big game from this offense, and and I'm looking at the targets, how they've been distributed in recent weeks, um, and like I said, aside from last week, he's been, you know, heavily targeted and in the red zone, where 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 we can pick up some touchdowns at a cheap price for a tight end. So that's kind of why I'm keen on him. Um, but I, one guy I, that I, we both were on was Vance McDonald. Yeah, I, I just don't know if there's enough upside from Vance. Uh, I know. For he, he's a scary guy, too. Uh, if you really want to put Ebron in, why don't we put him in, and we'll see where we're at money-wise um, with you know what's left. We'll move on to the defenses. And at defense, I will go first. And let me get over to my defensive page. Uh, it, you know, this is a week. I hate to say it, but this is a week where I want. That's another reason I wanted to save a tight end. I'm really on the Denver defense. Um, it's just been a plug-and-play this year to play whoever Bortles is facing. If you pick that defense, you've won a lot more than you've lost. Um, the 3900. They don't have a run game, which is the one thing that Denver has been vulnerable to this year. And Blake Bartles is a pick-six machine. They also have some good uh, returners. Uh, they haven't had TDs this year, but I think that that is a good choice. If you want to go low, the Washington defense at 2,400 is one I'm looking at. The New England defense is 3,700 and get the Jared Goff matchup. Um, and, you know, that, that could certainly turn into a um, – a situation where you get a lot of turnovers. And then after that, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ugly when you're looking. Um, I guess San Diego at 2,900 is the, the other choice that I would consider. Um, anyone at defense that you're looking at? I think this is a week to pay up for defense, Todd. Um, I typically like to target Blake Bortles, and it just so happens to be that this week it's the against Blake Bortles. So I do like them quite a bit. I know they're very expensive at thirty nine hundred. Um, so I'm not sure if we're going to be able to fit them. If we're going to be able to fit them in, but if we can, that that'd be a defense I'd love to play. They're going to be chalky and rightfully so. I also like the Patriots right under them uh, at home against the Rams. 
They're the biggest favorites of the week. Um, and it's just the Rams uh, offense. It just looks awful. I mean, the, it, there's, there's just nothing to like about this offense. I, at times, you can play Kenny Britt simply because of the volume. But aside from that, there's just nothing that has stood out to me here. Um, and then if, if we're going cheap, I, I, I'm going to, you know, throw a dart here. I, I don't love them. Um, but the Packers, they've been playing awful. Uh, I know. But they're at home. And they're playing against Houston. And it's Brock Osweiler. And I believe he has a turnover in all but one game this season. Um so he hasn't been that good this year. I think they've wasted a ton of money over there in Houston on him. And unless he makes a quick... Once again, John Elway proves smarter than oh. everyone else. Everyone questions these, you know, everyone questions these guys, myself included. Sometimes I'm like, what are they doing? But you know what? They know what they're doing. We, that's why they hold Some that Some of them do. Position. And Elway is one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, but you know, this Packers defense, could, you know, get some sacks. They could force some turnovers. And I don't necessarily think Houston's going to go to Green Bay and, you know, put a ton of points on the board. So I am intrigued here if I'm trying to save some money. They're 2900 um, which is something that, you know, I, something I look for. And then another, you know, kind of shot in the dark is right same price as the Chargers at home. You know, we know Jameis Winston throws his interceptions. And we know he turns the ball over. So, um, when we're targeting defense, personally, I like to target defenses that face quarterbacks who are either going to turn the ball over, uh, offenses that allow sacks, or offenses that just pretty much cannot produce a ton of points like the Rams. And, you know, so these are the kind of the defenses I'm on. But if I can, Todd, I will try very hard to pay for this Broncos defense this week. All right. So I popped them in. That leaves us with 4,300 for wide receiver and flex. Uh, what do you think about Hill? Um, Jeremy Hill. He's 4,300. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I know. Um, there is some interest. The Eagles have been pretty tough um, this this season defensively, uh, and I just don't know if once again you know the upside there. This is an offense that's struggling. Um, and they're pretty transparent right now. Um, so it's either going to be Kelsey uh, or it's going to be Hill. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know if I we need to go there. And with some of that mid-range, and I didn't really get too into the running backs, but you mentioned some great names. I, I wrote about Carlos Hyde today. I love Theo Reddick. Um, so you don't have to spend up by running back. There's a lot of that mid-range value. I don't think you have to go necessarily this low uh, in order to find that value. Well, when you only have 4,300 left per position. Um, uh, my counterpoint to that is the first week without, you know, Baltimore has been one of the better defenses in the whole league, especially against the run. He still got 12 carries. Uh, he didn't do much with them. But he also got six targets and six receptions for 61 yards. I mean, if he can pay off this salary on six catches, you know, if he gets five, six catches, and, and they love to drop off to the running backs, um, you know, you, and again, look, I'm not trying to force him on you. I'm just giving a counterpoint for why I like him. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, you have, to, you have to factor into the fact that Ber- both that Bernard is gone and the only week that he's been alone 
He scored 14 points against the toughest defense, one of the toughest defenses in the league, and Philadelphia has been weaker against the run in the second half than they were the first half. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too upset with 14 points if, if that was the worst case. Um, or we could start looking at chopping, you know, Rivers back to Kaepernick and Ebron down to McDonald. Um, that would give us a stack option, just to give you an idea if we did that. Um, I mean, if we went, to, if we went to Kaepernick and we went to McDonald, picked up the stack, we would be up to five thousand per spot for wide receiver and flex. Hmm. How about? I mean, okay. So where are we at exactly, receivers? Well, we've popped in Marvin Jones and Marcus Wilson. Okay. And, and then... if we leave Rivers in there and we leave Ebron in there and we leave the De- – and I would much rather give – we both agreed on Denver, so I'd much rather try and find a lower option than Ebron at tight end than move off the Broncos' defense – Personal. Uh, well, you see, okay. So if if we move to Kaepernick, we would increase our salary by I think it's what six hundred, seven hundred, four hundred, I think. Okay, yes, yeah, so because Rivers is no, yeah, 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 four hundred, four hundred. That's right. But if you go from Ebron to to McDonald, who you, you kind of like, we both kind thousand. of like. We don't love him. And there's oh, no how about this? Two level. How about this? Let's. How about how about we go Kaepernick and McDonald and see what we got there? Because then we have that little stack. Well, that's what I was saying. If we do, if we go to Kaepernick and McDonald, now we're looking at five thousand five thousand dollars for wide receiver and flex, and that puts you know like one choice a little over five thousand. A couple guys like Willie Sneed was there. Kenny Britt was there. Um, and under and then underneath it, will uh, Tyreek Hill's forty six hundred, Sanu's forty four hundred, um, or we can go. <laughs> this is crazy. It would make the lineup crazy. But if we put, if we did that and stuck in Dorio Green Beckham, we'd be up to seven thousand for that for the flex spot, and this and seven thousand would get us Michael Thomas, Jordan Howard, Jordy Nelson. So. That that's if you go completely cheap. That last spot, um, what did I? If you take See, green problem, out, the who problem is you, doing who? that? The problem with doing that to me is, I'll, you know, it's you you you're, you're pretty much capping your seating. Um, and in tournaments, you don't want to do that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I would be fine, totally fine with doing that in a, in a cheap. I mean, in, in cash games because technically, you don't need much of a seating. You just need a you know a good floor. Um, no, I, I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just throwing out different options at this point. Um, who is your favorite wide receiver left at around $4,000 or below? Um, how about Taylor Gabriel? I like going back to that well. Um, he's exactly 4000 And um, he's if you look at his numbers, he's playing pretty well. The targets are there. Touchdowns are there. Um, he's, only, he, he's five targets a game. So. Yeah. 
you know, the great thing about it is he can he can go off on those five targets. Um, I like Garcon at 4,200, although he didn't get a ton of targets the last game. Yeah, they spread the ball there, but, you know, it, it, it would be good to see how he does without – Without reading, without reading the game, I think he his. If I'm not mistaken, his his target. What do you think of Tyreek Hill? He's interesting. He's interesting. It's all he's a matter he's of ga- he's Gabriel who gets more targets. He is. He is. He is. Um, so if if we stuck him in, then we would have 5,400, and that would get us Cobb. Landry, Inman, Sneed, Kenny Britt. Um, if we, if here, here, oh boy, we'd miss by a hundred bucks. If we put Sneed in, we would be a hundred short of going back up to Rivers. Or if we're, if we're missing a hundred bucks, we can always go from um, from Broncos to New England. I think New England is just in a good ass spot, and they're at home. What do you think about going from Marvin Jones to Bolden? I I think Bolden is too touch on dependent for my likings. Um, if that's Jones a fair is out, point. If that's Jones a very is out, fair point. We, we can definitely, you know, strongly consider him here. Um, um, I'm but, okay with that. Let's do that. New England. Uh, you know, the yeah. thing about defenses is you don't really want chalky ones. You know, so I, I, you know, the more I think about that, I think you're right. So that leaves us 5,600. At 5,600 in the flex spot, we could throw Lamar. Lamar Miller is now in play. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt's in play. Your boy Sammy Watkins is in play. Um, or we could go down. Carlos Hyde is 5,300. That doesn't get us uh, back up to Rivers. Uh, let's see. And Willie Sneed at fifty one hundred. Then we could go back up to Rivers. Um, hmm. but that breaks up the stack with Vance McDonald. Well, I'm okay with that. Um, one thing. One thing that we're showing is just how difficult it is to have David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell in a lineup, and that is kind of intriguing for me in the GPP because if you do manage. To fill these spots and they go off, you know, you can win a GPP. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. So it, 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 it lineup construction is, you know, so, so, um, it, it, it's so difficult sometimes, you know. People think it's just I've created a lineup and it's it. There's so many moving parts to a lineup that it's, it's, it's very difficult to finally create one and then feel good about it. You know, I, I, you, you and I did this now and I'll probably do this same thing. We just did tonight a hundred more times before Sunday lock. And, and, and I'm, I'm that, that's a, that's a very low number. I can assure you, I'll do it more than a hundred times, but it's just a matter of finding the right pieces to create that lineup and, and, you know, not lose, not lose out on value, not lose out on, on upside uh, in tournaments, because you'd be selling yourself short, Nick, if that's the case. Yeah, I I, I can't argue that, and um, you know I'm sitting here playing because the guy that I, you know Vance McDonald to me is the weak link, but.
But if oh, all right, so if we if we stick with Kaepernick and Vance McDonald, and at flex we were looking. At, do you like Snead, or do you want to I just do. go up to Watkins? I I I mean I would like to. I would like to um, go with Watkins. I do like Snead, but you mentioned something about the slot, but Brandon Cooks also plays about 40% of the snaps uh, in, out of the slot. So they're going to be taking turns here. Um, and that's something I don't that... Have pro- I don't have a problem with Watkins. I almost okay. played him last week. So, um, all right. So here's the lineup that we came up with. We've also shown you how easy it would be to pivot off this lineup and to, you know, kind of – you, you mentioned 100 lineups, Armando. You know, we could make 10 to 15 variations just off of this core that we did, and we've given the good people who listen a, a bunch of names that, that, that maybe they like, that they want to put into their lineups and to be a little different from what we've done. But the, the lineup is Colin Kaepernick, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Marvin Jones, Marcus Wilson – Tyreek Hill, Vance McDonald, and Sammy Watkins with the Patriots defense. I kind of like it. I I wasn't loving it as we were doing it, but now that it's finished, I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, and and I like it too. And I'm sure if if, if we sit here for uh, for another hour or so, we can make it even better. I mean, that's that's the the, the beauty of this. That's the beauty of DFS. Like you said, you know, there's – the more you sit down and the, the different ways, the different ways you construct your lineup, it's, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. So I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of upside. I think um, we've, we've found some value spots um, this week. And, and uh, you know, it looks like right now a very strong lineup. And should any news break, uh, we might make adjustments, you know. And that's something that I think is very important for, for people who set lineups so early in the week. You know, don't don't just stick to it because that's the lineup you like. If there's some news that breaks um, that that's going to open up value, it's very important to take advantage of that, in my opinion. Agreed a hundred percent. And that is, I think what separates the men from the boys in this, uh, in this uh, DFS game. Um, Armando, uh, a great pleasure working with you today. I enjoyed it very much. I thank you for coming on the run to daylight podcast. Um, typically, I, I'm old. You might be young, but I'm old. <laughs> so typically, I, I, I like to send everyone out with a, a, an old guy rock song. Um, you know, I'm going to leave out with this. This Sometimes I'll use this song as my basketball and baseball intro. Um, it's Life is Just a Fantasy. Can You Live Your Fantasy Life? And, Armando, today you helped me live my fantasy life. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for coming on the Run to Daylight podcast. Thank you for having me, Todd. It was a pleasure, and I hope to do this again soon. I do, too. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe doing it again with you. And uh, as you and I kind of talked off air, um, we both kind of lost partners recently. And uh, I think this could be a good thing. And, uh it could be even better when we start talking during the week and getting our, you know, I mean, we basically just showed up and did this. Um, you know, typically it's good to talk to your, you know, if you have a partner you're making lineups with, you know, you want to be talking to them as the week's progressing and getting a sense of what they like and what you like and how those ideas can blend together. So I, I look forward to that, Armando. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I do too. All right. Well, uh, again, uh, out on Nova, life is just a fantasy. Thanks again, and good night.